Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up this Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello everybody, and welcome to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cast podcast that nobody ever asked for I am your host, Dylan Reed Miller And I'm Chuck Williamson So this episode is episode 35 Which means it goes from 3401 to 35 And we're coming off a argument between Trent and his sister. Is it an argument or is it just an instance of verbal abuse? I don't know. It's usually what constitutes an argument between me and my siblings. I've just never been so nakedly cruel (laughs) as Tina is to Trent. It just seems, it seems more abusive than argumentative. To me, it comes across as sibling banter because that's how I banter with my siblings. But I think that's maybe something that has to be built up. And you're maybe right that that's not how they are. And they're just being mean to each other. I mean, her exact words, I think, are, I'm smart, you're stupid. So so she bullies Trent and Trent goes, you're boring, blah, blah, blah. Which is great. Which is so witty. And it's also a late comeback. Because she's actually out of the house whenever he says all this. She has left. She's out the door. And he's screaming, blah, 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 you're boring. Um, which is, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the George Costanza, the jerk store called. Uh, it, I, I feel kind of bad for Trent. Although maybe he was doing it for self-preservation. Like if she'd heard him, she would have come back and continued to be abusive. So anyway, the mom comes out of the kitchen and asks if Tina's off to the library. Yeah, which is great. She was right there. She could have just used her ears. She let it happen and then doesn't know that her where her daughter's going. Was she too preoccupied with her cheese puffs or disgusting feet? I'm not sure what's going on here. I, I feel like the people in this movie don't have good hearing. No, especially... Because I don't think this is the only instance of that. Maybe, maybe the room has some sort of... I don't know. Anyway, so 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 he replies with a dejected like yeah. And then we get one of the very few like genuine moments, I feel like, in this movie. Oh yeah, with the tender a talking cat love theme. The mom goes, "Are you okay?" and he's like, "Yeah, you know." Yeah, I'm fine. I'm going, for, going a for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's like, "I'm always here if you need me." Yeah, the Taking a walk seems to be the solution to everyone's pl- problems in oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it yeah. Just, it seems to be like the, the sort of catch-all solution to everything. I think they go on so many walks because they can save so much money on taking footage if they just use all that stock nature footage over and over again. Ah, uh, well, okay. So they only had to shoot, like, time and money. You can save so much of it by just not shooting everything because it's all outside in this forest that you have (laughs) stock footage of. Done. I want to know how many instances in this screenplay, haha, there's a screenplay, of 
cut to exterior. And that combined with the fact that IMDb said this had a million dollar budget makes me really think that this is some kind of the producer's like money laundering scheme. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe the mafia is funneling money into this movie and we're just playing into their game. I'm quite actually fond of these like weird sentimental moments that crop up. They seem to only be with Trent and his mom, but I like yeah. really like them and I don't know why. Well, I guess it's because it's some semblance of like humanity in this totally weird movie. This sort of weird synthetic robotic mechanistic movie. Yeah. With a sort of flash animated cat mouth. And it might have something to do with the acting prowess of Daniel Danis, who this film, by the way, is introducing. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is absolutely incredible. Emphasis on abs, as we'll see later in the movie. Uh, (laughs) On his IMDb page, he's known for a talking cat, so. Oh, good. And having washboard abs. So anyway, after this strange sentimental moment, Trent walks away. And this is where we hear the uh, a talking cat love theme, which is just like this sort of twinkling piano. And we really see Daniel Danis act his heart out. He goes, what's up, cat? And then Duffy's horrifying fucking void mouth opens. <laughs> and we all get taken to hell. Oh, the, and, and let's not forget the fucking dead eyes. And the <laughs> fact that he's lying prostrate like some sort of mythological beast from hell. Like Cerebus guarding the gates of Hades. He's terrifying. I just, I get the feeling that a cat was not the right creature to be carried, like, to be cast as, like, the helper animal. No, no. Because cats don't like people. Especially this cat. But, like, I just don't think of cats as naturally, like, helpers and friendly. I cat sat for my friend for, like, a month. And the most affection I got from that cat was, like, it would stand on my keyboard and hit me with its tail. As an owner of two cats, I can confirm this narrative uh mm-hmm. my cats mostly just curl up in warm places and sleep attack my ankles lick their anus and then hop on my lap whenever i'm trying to do work at home that's really yeah. what a cat does duffy's hell mouth opens duffy starts talking and he says i'm a talking cat but i can only talk to a person once and proceeds to rattle off this nonsense exposition. I can't even... Something about a grove of magical trees, a thick hedge. He's got, he's got a magic collar. It's in a grove. There's like a hedge that's like a curtain to another world or something. Is this a D&D session that he's trying to initiate? <laughs> Is he trying to become the DM? Is he trying to lure Trent into the world of role-playing games? And if so, does that mean he is a sort of servant of Satan? Because as we all know, RPGs, <laughs> Satan, there's a very I mean, clear connection. To be fair, Trent's problem is that he doesn't have imagination. So I feel like a role-playing game might actually help him. Sure. Uh, He seems like a vampire the masquerade kind of guy, though. But, you know, it would solve the problem that this movie solves for him anyway. Sure. He can be Calamar the wizard elf. Yeah, so there's this weird bullshit explanation of how, like, he can talk because of his magical collar that's in this grove of trees guarded by a big fuzzy wall that's a hedge. And then one of the few sane lines in the movie happens. That's... That's 
crazy. Crazy? No, no, no. Crazy? Crazy? Which, uh, yeah. Yep. Nope. He said it like it is. That's exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly what this is. It's crazy. Oh, so crazy. Yeah. But uh, the way he delivers it in the form of a question <laughs> is incredible because it's the same it sort really of, is. this the sort of incredulous feelings that we're also kind of experiencing as we're yeah. Ah, experiencing this. We can identify with Trent. So anyway, with with Trent's uh, confused um, outburst that, that, that reflected the souls of the viewer, that brings our minute to an end, actually. And yeah. thank God. <laughs> Do you have any uh, final thoughts on this minute? You know, aside from just continuing to praise Daniel Danis, and hopefully he's introduced in further films i don't you know well my final thoughts on this minute i'm going to do something a little different from my normal final thoughts i've gone into the parents guide for a talking cat on imdb and i'm gonna read off these these things because they are so funny sex and nudity mild flirting between franny and chris phil and susan and trent and chris (laughs) that latter one i would say is not so mild that is scintillating stuff folks just just wait uh, some of the artwork in Phil's house is suggestive. It includes, but is not limited to, abstract paintings, a naked statue, and a tree trunk in suggestive boots. <laughs> His house is like uh, Scatman Crothers' room in The Shining with all the pictures of naked ladies. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what that house looks like. Yeah. Uh, violence and gore. Duffy is hit by a car off screen, but is brought <sighs> back to good health with the help of a magic collar and a washcloth on his head. Spoilers for that one. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. Uh, by the way, if your pet is ever run over by a car, I would suggest taking a different method to healing it. You know. Profanity. Name-calling between Nina and Trent. Stupid. Loser. Suck-up. Cheese puffs. <laughs> and sadly, boring is not listed there. <laughs> yeah. Frightening, intense scenes. Mild fighting and bickering between Nina and Trent and Phil and Susan. And when Duffy is hit by a car, it can be very sad, but he appears to be okay. Oh, (laughs) I see what you did there. I love it so much. I'm not sure if I'll be showing this to my daughter anytime soon. Well, the parent guide also says that it is good for the whole family. This movie is appropriate for the entire family. And the cats, too. (laughs) Maybe maybe too intense for dogs and dog lovers. (laughs) For a talking cast, I've been Dylan. And I've been Chuck. Thank you all very much for listening to this episode of A Talking Cast. If you enjoyed it and you want to stay up to date with our future episodes... Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash talkingcast or follow us on Twitter at a talking cast. Thanks again for joining us. See you guys next time. Yeah, see ya. Bye. 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 Minute by minute. That's so they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. A talking cast is about to begin. That was episode 35 of A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller with guest host Chuck Williamson. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. 
Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A talking cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. Rest in peace, Abby Randazzo.